fellow music lovers and a special hi to those who love Sid's rather timeless, if greying, sideburns. I'm Sonia, a whistleblowing political refugee recently found living in an airport's international terminal. Tonight we have a musical summer theme, so put on some suntan oil, grab a beach towel and crack open a cold one. Take it away, Mr. Showbiz. Hello, everybody. You're riffing with Sid Griffin, and it's wonderful to be here. We've got a summer theme this time. We've never had a, really a theme before. It's been a bit all over the shop for the fabulous Sid Griffin podcast here at Cole Porter's World Headquarters. And we're also not going to play any Cole Porters tonight. We're going to give everybody a break. It's C-O-A-L, Cole Porters. We're going to give you a break. Not going to play any of their music tonight. Oh, gee. But, you know, that's the way it is. We're going to start off with uh, the archetypal summer band, America's Band, as they've been loftily called before. And I guess and for many reasons, they really, really are. Let, let's kick things off right now with a, with, with a great bunch of guys, close personal friends of yours. Well, okay. I've been in the studio with Brian Wilson and uh, that's my name to drop. I don't know the other guys from Adam, but I have been in the studio with Brian, and I've got the photos to prove it. Ladies and gentlemen, the pride of Hawthorne, California, let's hear it for the fabulous Beach Boys! There's a lot of people out there that are like myself that have what I call the Sunday night blues. I think it originates when you're in school and Friday's just such a great day and you get out of school and you have fun and Saturday and Sunday's pretty groovy till around three, four, five, six o'clock and the melancholia sets in. And I've, I've talked to a lot of people who have the Sunday blues. And in terms of the seasons, I find the last two weeks of August sad because summer's peaked and it's winding down. And whenever I hear, I know this sounds stupid, but whenever I hear all summer long, those last two weeks of August or the first few days of September, and I just associate it with school starting back up and summer's ending. And oh gosh, I'm going to have to do algebra homework and all that kind of stuff. A weird thing, but it's just, it's it's a seasonal thing. It's my version of the Sunday night blues. I, I get it in late August because I love summer so very, very much. My favorite season of the year by far 
when the Beach Boys were doing their thing, a lot of people, uh, I think everybody had Jan and Dean sort of in the second place of the vocal surf sound sweepstakes. Uh, they didn't sell as many records as the Beach Boys, but of course Jan and Dean got off the, the blocks much quicker, years before the Beach Boys, in fact. I got a wonderful Jan and Dean Best of here in the UK that when I uh, it was it was sent to me back when I was a rock critic in in the uh, 1990s I got it for free didn't pay for it but I like Jan and Dean quite a lot they were called the crown princes of rock and roll in the United States in many ways they were and the interesting thing about Jan and Dean for me is, is they did a lot of great work that they're not really associated with uh, they're not given credit for Honolulu Lulu's great song. Um, the Little Old Lady from Pasadena is a great song. In fact, the Beach Boys did a version of that. And uh, Sidewalk Surfing is a great song. And of course, they hosted the Tammy Show, T-A-M-I. So if you've ever seen the footage of the Rolling Stones and battling James Brown at the end of that show, it's uh, who are the hosts? Jan and Dean, great guys. And I used to see Dean Torrance when I lived in Los Angeles a lot. I saw Jan Barry make his comeback as Jan and Dean. The uh, many people know Dead Man's Curve, right? Dead Man's Curve is a Janadine song, and uh, a few months after it was a hit in the United States, it was I think it was still in the charts or going down the charts. Jan Barry had an automobile accident about two blocks from where he describes in the song that he sung, Dead Man's Curve. Yes, that's right. There was a hit record called Dead Man's Curve about a guy driving too fast on Sunset Boulevard, and a few months later, Jan Barry, who sang the lead vocal on that song, had a serious accident on Sunset Boulevard. Jan's no longer with us, but um. I just never thought Jan and Dean got the, the credit they were due. And when I got this best of uh, from, I believe it's, they were on the Capitol in the States. Were they? No, that's wrong. EMI? I don't know. Anyway, it didn't have my favorite Jan and Dean song, Popsicle. Ba 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 Popsicle, when you want to be cool, it does the trick and it comes on a stick. Ho, ho, ho. Okay. I was about 10 years old when it came out, so I didn't have the most sophisticated a taste. But this is my second favorite Janadine song, and it's a summer classic. Uh, should I mention Frank Sinatra Jr. now? No, that's in bad taste. Okay, this is Jan uh, Barry and Dean Torrance doing the immortal Ride, 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 The Wild Surf. Last wave and ride it in alone. Ride, 
one of the first songs the young Sid Griffin tried to learn to play guitar to. Way back in Kentucky, I got a guitar. My mother, bless her heart, on Valentine's Day 1970. It's my second attempt at trying to play the guitar. Bought me a guitar, a Stella guitar, for $30. It was a used guitar, 30 bucks. But I could just about push the strings down and fret it. And I got a core, I got a, a hits of the day booklet. It was used. So it was the sort of hits of 1964 and 65 and 66. I remember it had Ride, 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 The Wild Surf was one of the songs, so I tried to learn that. It had uh, 98.6 by Keith. I don't know if that was a hit in the rest of the world, but it was a great hit in the United States of America. And it had Suspicion, Call It Apart by Terry Stafford was on the book. So I learned these songs, learned the chord shapes as best I could. So I have a real soft spot for Ride, 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 The Wild Surf by Jan and Dean. And if you listen to some of their stuff that I mentioned earlier, Honolulu, Lulu, and Sidewalk Surf and, and uh, Surf City, you shouldn't have been surprised when the Ramones came out of the box. I remember when the Ramones had those first two records, it was revolutionary stuff, no question, the first two albums. No one had heard stuff like uh, Beat on the Brat or Commando. It was really different. But the third album, Rocket to Russia, with the great Arturo Vega, the late Arturo Vega of Spain, he died a few weeks ago, the fantastic cover that Arturo did for Rocket to Russia. That should have been a breakthrough record for them in America with uh, songs like Sheena's a Punk Rocker. One of the other singles from that album reeks of Jan and Dean. In fact, I feel that the Rocket to Russia, when it came out, as soon as I heard it, I thought, this is a Jan and Dean album with distorted guitars. And if you don't believe me or don't quite know what I'm saying, listen to a little Jan and Dean and then listen to this classic song. This, from the Brothers Ramon, is... Uh, Rockaway Beach. Let's hit your ride. One, two, three, four. Long Island, isn't it? Rockaway Beach? Who's from New York? Rockaway Beach is actually on Long Island, is it not? I believe it is. 
I don't t- think it's terribly far from Billy Bragg's Mermaid Avenue, where the uh, the Woody Guthrie residence. Anyway, that's the brothers Ramon doing Rockaway Beach. Hard to believe that three of them are no longer with us, but brothers and sisters, that's the truth. Rockaway Beach. If that doesn't sound like a Ramones track, if that doesn't sound, excuse me, like a Jan and Dean track, I don't know what does. Now let's move it forward. Actually, no, we're not moving it forward. About at the same time, there was a marvelous Southern California band whose first album should have done something and didn't. They were called The Last. There were three brothers, Nolte. No no relation to Nick Nolte, but the same spelling. And they had the great Vetus Matare on uh, keyboards. Hi, Vetus, if you're going to hear, hear this. He's a good man. And uh, they had various drummers. And the record wasn't recorded very well, but believe me, The Last, that's L-A-S-T, were a really good band. They had a second album that didn't come out. I bought a test pressing from their manager. And um, they stumbled through some changes, and they were had a... Anyway, they didn't do anything that they should have. They couldn't tour. For some re- reason, they were glued to L.A. like Arthur Lee and Love. And if they'd have done some kind of a national tour, even a West Coast tour, they'd have really been something. But they didn't. So anyway, this is from about 1978, maybe 79. I should know this off the top of my heart because it's written in my cultural DNA, but I just can't remember. This is a song called Every Summer's Day by The Last. It came out, gosh, just about the same time as Rocket to Russia by The Ramones. And it really sums up the whole Southern California experience. These guys were natives of Southern California. I moved out to L.A. and met these guys. But these these guys were natives. And listen to the lyrics. I want to go back to when the world was free when all my friends were just like me. Southern California, 1963. And towards the end of the song, like in Brian Wilson and the Beach Boys singing When I Grew Up to Be a Man, he addresses uh, aging and mortality, does this lyricist. So check it out. Listen to the words and the beautiful melody of The Last doing Every Summer's Day. I want to go back to when the world was free When all my friends were just like me Ah, Southern California, 1963 Baby, do you want to take a ride with me Down to the sand and the waves and the surf and the sea The sun is out, the waves are breaking big Baby, baby, see you take a ride with me
more than any West Coast band, or any band in my life that I've ever seen. They could not tune an electric 12-string guitar to save their lives. The 12-string guitar in the last, which is a real foundation stone of their sound, frequently was always slightly out of tune live, it seemed incredible. Even the pretty things could tune a guitar better than those guys. But they were a good band. The last, I think they're doing some reunion gigs in L.A. right now. L-A-S-T, if you can't understand what I'm saying. Good band, and that's a great song, Every Summer's Day. It's just a... Every summer day. I don't think it's a possessive. I think it's every summer day. Maybe I've got it wrong. Maybe it is possessive. But they were just terrific. And it just, it, it's a, they, they captured that Southern California poignancy that Brian Wilson and the Beach Boys did. I mean, Jan and Dean were just a celebratory thing. They were a party. Let's, let's rock. Let's go to the beach. We're either out surfing or we got a party going. But there's a lot of melancholia in Brian Wilson's music. And sometimes the last captured that Southern California melancholia where if you listen in the distance it sounds like they're celebrating and then you listen carefully to the lyrics or perhaps some of the suggestions of the harmonies and the overtones and you realize they they've got a a slightly greater depth than just a, a, a party band a celebration band anyway let's keep moving forward in the southeastern corner of the united states in the dixie coastal places of uh virginia beach virginia uh Kitty Hawk and Nags Head, North Carolina, Wilmington, North Carolina, Myrtle Beach, South Carolina, Charleston, South Carolina, uh, Beaufort, South Carolina. There's this music called beach music. It has nothing to do whatsoever with the Southern California scene of of Dick Dale and the uh, various guitar, instrumental, surf music acts, and nothing to do with Eddie and the Showman or John and the Night Riders a little later. Nothing to do with that scene. It was a completely different scene. Um, bands like the Tams, which stands for Tennessee, Alabama, Mississippi, were huge. There were, uh, Major Lance doing things like Monkey Time. Does that ring any bells? That's sort of a Chicago Curtis Mayfield kind of sound. These records were huge. Uh, Bill Deal and the Rondells, who was nicknamed Big Deal and the Rondells. They were so popular down south. Uh, the swinging medallions don't really, they're sort of a garage thing, but there was just a whole thing called this beach scene. And uh, they played the same records over and over. Bruce Chanel's Hey Baby would be played on the radio and at all these gigs they did. And uh, 60 Minute Man by the Dominoes was a big beach scene song, but there were songs that specifically referred to that, that scene in that time. Uh, the Showman, not to confuse everybody with uh, uh, all those classics like... Uh, rock and roll it will stand that was the one it will stand it was a whole beach music scene that had nothing to do with the southern california scene and we're going to play two songs the first one is get on up by the esquires and the second one is love makes the world go round by the great Dion jackson but there were a number of songs that were just associated with the beach scene whether or not they referred to the beach cool jerk by the capitals as i said uh bill deal and the rondells had what kind of fool do you think i am Many people know Backfield in Motion by Mel and Tim. That was one. Give Me a Little Sign, Brenton Wood. Come to Me Softly by Jimmy James and the Vagabonds. Not the Vagabonds that Broad Stewart had something to do with over here. This is a, an American act. In a Moment by The Intrigues was one of them. Give Me Just a Little More Time, the great General Johnson on lead vocals by the chairman of the board. That kind of thing. 
uh, anything by the Tams. I think I said the Tams earlier, did I not? I said, hey, baby, Bruce Chanel earlier. Some of the platter stuff, the immortal Barbara Lewis with her uh, big, big hit from 1963, Hello, Stranger. That's the kind of thing that were just huge on the beach scene. They're play, they're, you go there now, as I will this summer. I'll go there this summer, and they're still grooving on this st- kind of stuff. But first up, right here, right now, let's turn the clock back just a little bit and hear this classic by the Esquires. This was a R&B number three back in 1967, produced by the great uh, Bill Shepard, uh, arranged by the great Tom Tom which means something to me, maybe not to you guys. It was even a pop hit. It made it to number 11 on the charts in the United States of America. As I said, get on up, the Esquires, and that's what I'm going to do. Big hit from America. Get on up. Get on up. Get on up. Get on up. I wonder if my sister Eleanor is going to hear this. She loves this kind of music. As well she might. It's in her DNA. What did I just say? The next song we're going to play is also a beach classic. The great Dion Jackson. He didn't write a lot of his stuff, but he wrote Love Makes the World Go Round. It was a number three R&B hit in 1966. Crossed over to the pop charts, got to number 11. Ooh, just one away from the top 10. Produced by the great Ollie McLaughlin. This is a man who had many R&B hits in America. This was probably his biggest uh, pop crossover. Love Makes the World Go Round. Neon Dion, what you say? You know love makes the world go round And love, baby, makes the seesaws go up and down And it makes trees grow tall And the most important thing of all It makes a boy and girl 
Say they feel so fine now Without love Flowers wouldn't grow in spring And without spring, here yeah, The British just couldn't see Yeah, yeah, everybody needs love And to watch the twinkling stars above It makes a boy and girl Yeah, say they feel so fine now. Yeah. Oh, oh, everybody needs love just to watch the twinkling stars above. Makes a boy and girl Oh, say they feel so fine now Oh, love makes you cry now That goes for Billy, Sherry, Bobby, and Marsha and baby You and I Oh, I can prove to you That these facts of love are so true It makes a boy and girl Yeah, say they feel so fine now Love, love, sweet love There's that slight A lot of the Chicago R&B guys Surprisingly, because Chicago have a slight supper club almost Vegas tinge to them, but I think that's just a, well, I don't think, I know that's a terrific track. It was a big fat hit in America as well. It should be. I'm famous for having some wonderful roommates in this lifetime. Uh, some guys you don't know that are roadies and whatnot and, and uh, shared a house with some members of the Bangles and shared a house with John Silva, who today is the manager of the Foo Fighters, used to manage Nirvana, used to manage Sonic Youth. Uh, he shared a house with Eric Burden, lead singer of The Animals, as all my friends are tired of me reminding them, so on and so forth. One of my roommates out in California was Billy Bremner, the lead guitar player from Rockpile, and not, sad to say, the Billy Bremner that was on Leeds United, but the very pride of Aberdeen, Scotland. He now resides in Stockholm, Sweden, and uh, puts out solo records and has a band with Sean Tyler, who used to, yes, the very guy that used to be in the Tyler Gang back in the pub rock days. Billy's got a new album out now, and it's called Billy Bremner's Rock Files, not Rock Pile, which used to be in with Dave Edmonds and Nick Lowe, but Billy Bremner's Rock File. And uh, he works a lot with Mickey Fennell, the great booking agent up there. He's got an all-Swedish band. This new album, Billy Bremner's Rock Files, is a winner. It's on the, I think it's the Border label. You hear me tossing and turning with the CD here. No, it's on the Ball and Chain record label. But anyway, Billy Bremner, a great record. And he's got something groovy going on here with this track. This track's called At Last, Summer's Here.
He was not only the lead guitar player in Rock Pile with Dave Edmonds and Nick Lowe, sang with him, wrote Trouble Boys, which was recorded by Dave Edmonds and was also recorded by Thin Lizzy and many other people. He played guitar for the Pogues on some of their records, uncredited for various reasons. He played guitar for Paul McCartney on Give My Regards to Broadway and some of McCartney's other stuff. He was the lead guitar player on Back on the Chain Gang by The Pretenders. Then he rejoined Chrissy Hine and The Pretenders as a full band member on her 1990 album, Pact. He's done many, many, he's done, he was in Lulu and the Lovers back in the 60s. And he was in the Quotations, backing up the Walker Brothers at the height of their powers in 66, 67, 68. He's Billy Bremner. He's done a number of great things. Uh, and he'll do more in the future. Well done, Bill. Go up in Stockholm, Sweden. Say hello. Say Sid Griffin sent you. Good American that I am, I think it's time for a little commercial sponsorship, don't you? Oh, no, lets out the entire world with a loud groan. This is a, an ad, my kind of ad for my kind of product. Ladies and gentlemen, are you tired? Are you run down? Are you weak, particularly in the morning? Then why don't you try this fine product? What sparks a champion? Sparks you and champions. Choose Wheaties. Let's see that spark in action. Keep your eye on fleet-footed Richie Ashman patrolling center field for the Phillies. Here's the pitch. Uh-oh, it's a low-sinking liner out over second. Looks like it's in there. Ashman's racing in. He makes a desperate dive. And he's up with that ball. A terrific shoestring catch by Richie Ashburn. Man, oh, man. He's really got that spark. Champion Ashburn fires up with Wheaties. How about you? Remember, what sparks a champion sparks you. What sparks a champion sparks you and champions. Choose Wheaties. Breakfast of Champions. I knew two alcoholics used to start their day with a mixed drink that is not my idea of a good time. And they used to say, it's the breakfast of champions, Sid. One guy sobered up, one guy never did. Ladies and gentlemen, let's keep that baseball theme going. Second audible yawn let out by the rest of the world. Let's keep that baseball theme going by the Harry Simeon Songsters. If I told you about them, you would fall asleep. Nonetheless, they had a, a, a novelty hit in America with a song called It's a Beautiful Day for a Ball Game. And it does make sense. So bear with me for just two and a half minutes. Let's go.
I don't know who. I'm going to see some minor league baseball this summer, but I'm not sure who I'm going to see. I might see the Toledo Mud Hens. Yes, that's their real name. I might see the Tidewater Tide, who are down there by Virginia Beach, Virginia. I might be in West Virginia and see the Charleston Charlies. I don't really know who I'm going to see. I might see the Asheville Tourists in Asheville, North Carolina. I quite like them. Uh, I'm going to see some baseball this summer. That's the end of my baseball theme. Yay, says the entire world, except for North America. This next song is going to be Marianne Faithful, who I have greatly admired for a long, long time. She's done a a number of fantastic records and a number of uh, curious choices. But when she's on form, she's as good as anybody. This was a hit in the 60s, and it should have been. This is Miss Faithful doing Summer Nights. It's almost gone, oh, how I've waited so long for summer nights. When there's magic in the air, and I don't ever care, all that matters to me is that you are here on summer nights. There's a little cafe where we can hear music play. They keep the lights turned on low. Say our love will always be this way on summer night. At the end of the day, we can go down to the bay, and together, hand in hand, we will walk along the sand on summer It wasn't a hit in the United States until I got a Marianne Faithful compilation on Abco. Yes, the Ellen Klein label. I had no, I, I'd never heard that song in my life. Maybe, I think it was hit in Southern California. I think my Southern California friends had it. But in Kentucky, nobody, we just knew who she was vaguely from her version of As Tears Go By. But uh, she wasn't a particularly popular singer in the States in the 60s. She did okay, I guess, but mm, she wasn't any kind of household name. But over here, she did fantastically well. And of course, uh, we all remember the hits in the 70s and on into the 80s. She's done that Stormy Weather record was was terrific. And uh, the wonderful version of the Ballad of Lucy Jordan, the Shel, Shel Silverstein song. Fantastic. She does a brilliant version of Dreaming My Dreams, the Waylon Jennings hit. I think it was the number one in Ireland. But we got to wrap this up. This has been our lengthiest, and I feel best ever, Sid Griffin podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. I believe this is podcast number six. I say to you, my friends, the Beach Boys did an album last year and had a hit single on it called That's Why God Made the Radio. I think that was the name of the LP. And the reason I don't know off the top of my head is because it's in the car outside and I'm too lazy to go get the LP, or the CD, rather. But they did a 50th anniversary tour last year, a year before the Rolling Stones, Eat Your Heart Out, Mick Jagger. And I didn't go because I've seen the Beach Boys so many times. And I, I'd seen them when they had Carl Wilson and Dennis Wilson alive. I, I'll go again if they have Brian back, maybe. But I don't know. I've seen them a bunch. And they're a terrific band. But um, the record 
was iffy that they put out. That's why God Made the Radio was a hit, and deservedly so, but it was an iffy record. But it ended with three fantastic, very blue, introspective, aware of my mortality, melancholic Brian Wilson songs, and the way that Surf's Up ended with three of those exact same kind of Brian Wilson songs. So we're going to end tonight's summer-themed show of the Sid podcast here at Cole Porter's World Headquarters with the Beach Boys from last year. Yes, last year. Not an oldie, but one from last year. And it's called Pacific Coast Highway, also known as Highway 1 in California. I used to live out that way, and I miss it. Whenever I hear this particular song, this particular Brian Wilson composition, it puts me in mind of summer in Southern California. And thank you, dear listeners, for listening in. Here's Brian and the guys with Pacific Coast Highway. Thanks to Kevin Stokes of Souther's Steel for being a great engineer. Thanks to Brian Wilson for being a great Brian Wilson. Al Jardine, Mike Love, Bruce Johnson, David Marks. Those are your Beach Boys today. That's a beautiful song. People are saying, why did you speak over the end of it? I don't know. It's the Simon Mayo in me, if you will. Thanks, everybody, for listening into this sixth podcast. We're going to do them, as I say, about every other month. If it stretches in every 10 weeks, I'm sorry we don't do them more regularly, but they are a great deal of fun. I think, I thought this was going to be the longest one we've done, but I see we haven't quite done 45 minutes. Ha! Well, there you go. Anyway, that's the Beach Boys. I'm Sid Griffin. You know who you are. Come see me at a Cole Porter show, C-O-A-L Porters. There's rumors of a Long Riders box set. I hope you're having a wonderful summer. I'll be in the Carolinas and in the Savannah, Georgia area uh, later on this summer. If you see me on the street, come up and say hi. I'm not a famous guy. It doesn't bother me a bit. Adios, amigos. Adios.